Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Creekside Outdoors. I am your host Derek Miller and first and foremost I need to apologize to everybody. It's been quite a while since we did a podcast. I think it's right at a month. Our last one being with Chris Rosenberg of the Pennsylvania Game Commission. So I, uh, I do apologize for that. Really no excuse other than I was, you know, I was out busy training, getting ready for grouse and woodcock season scouting all that stuff but still i should have had a podcast done and i'm sorry that i i didn't but hopefully uh you're able to bear with me and uh, this one's just going to be a commentary i do have some interviews lined up coming up in the future but um this is just going to be a commentary just a let you know that i'm still alive and things are are going well um First thing I want to touch on is, in case anybody's been following, is the, the USP uh, suit with the Game Commission. And I'm sure everybody knows my feelings on this. Um, the latest is that the Game Commission replied to the, uh, I believe it was the Mandamus, basically saying that the USP claimed there were 13,000 signatures but never included the exhibit <laughs> listing those signatures. Uh, they were not uh, thorough in basically everything that they were asking for. I shouldn't say everything. And most of what they were asking for, and a lot of it was ambiguous, and the Game Commission was just asking that they uh, you know, dismiss a lot of the uh, charges, um, if charges or allegations, whatever the proper term is. But um, not much going on with that. You know, It was the Pennsylvania's first response, um, You know, and they're being handled by the, uh, I think it's the Assistant uh, Attorney General. So uh, I guess we're waiting now for the, the judge's I don't know, opinion or ruling on that, how that's going to go. Um, but there's not a lot to report on that. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Everybody knows how I feel about this stupid lawsuit. But um, anyway, the good news is right now fall is in full swing, as are most small game seasons. This past Saturday was the pheasant, uh, and I think it was the rabbit opener as well. So hopefully people had some success out there running their labs or pointers or beagles or whatever it is they do, or if you're out there without a dog on foot, that you were successful also. The week previous was the grouse and woodcock opener, and um, you know, the last few years that's been my uh, favorite. And this year was no... Uh, no different. We did really well. We hunted in Schuylkill County, and uh, just two spots that I had. It was really windy that day, if anybody recalls. And uh, I think we hunted a total of three and a half hours, and we had seven flushes. So that's exactly two flushes per hour. So we'll take it. I had my cousin with me, who's uh, 15, and uh, he had hunted with us last year. And he did well, you know. He, I think he overdressed. He was a little weighted down because uh, we probably walked about six miles. And we got into some birds. We had a lot of jumpy birds. Probably some grouse that we didn't hear because of the the high winds. But um, Gracie did okay. She had a couple non-productive points and uh, bumped a couple. So it's a learning process. But then I went up to Potter County on Wednesday with my dad and. Hunted Gracie, and it was as if she had been doing it her whole life. 
I ran her in a little woodcock spot, and we didn't put up any flush or any birds, no flushes, but we did find some some fresh splatter. So there's woodcock in the area, whether they're they're ready to head out or they're just moving around, you know, uh, you know, to find the best areas for food before they do head out. But um, no woodcock, but we went up to the top of the ridge and hunted some spots that I had um, scouted last year, and we did good. We had a total of ten flushes. Uh, and Gracie had four points. Uh, the first one, I, I just winged a shot at it because she slammed on point. I saw her slam on point and went in, and the bird flushed when I was about 15 feet from the dog, and I, I uh, fired two shots at it. And I didn't knock anything down, but Gracie handled that one really well, so I, you know, I had to at least make an attempt. Next bird flushed before I could even see it. Um... And then we switched covers, got into two more birds. She bumped one, and we had one wild flush that I missed. I went to another cover and had a wild flush that I, I knocked down on the second shot. And for some reason, we never found the, the bird. She did a half-hour search, and we did a you know a visual search, and we didn't turn up any anything. So I'm guessing the bird probably either uh, dropped and ran and sought cover, but unfortunately we did not recover that bird. And on our way out, we hit some marginal cover. And when I say marginal, yeah, there was some young beech, clumps of young beech. You, real, you know how those stems go really close together. and The leaves were still on the trees. So, I mean, it, it, some of it looked good, but, the you know, like I said, it was sporadically clumped. So, uh, Gracie didn't mind. She was out hunting, and I can see her. She's about 50 to 75 yards in front of us, and... I see her get birdie, and then I see her stop, and I hear her beeper go off, and I hear her beeper go off, and so we make our way up there. Just as we get to the dog, and I say get to her maybe 10 yards away, three grouse flush out of this clump, and then I see the fourth running, and it flushes, and I was just able to close my gun and squeeze off a shot, and again, I missed, which my shooting was dismal, but I can explain that if you'll bear with me. So we head back out and didn't put up any more birds. So we're sitting on the trail wondering what to do. And Gracie's off, you know, hunting birds. And lo and behold, I hear a beeper go off. And I hear the hawk scream once and twice. And usually if I hear it once or twice, she's either she's either stopped um, or checking something out. Two to three screams and that tells me she's on point. And I heard the second one, so... Waited for a third, heard a third, and heard a fourth. So I started making my way to her quickly at first. And then having learned my lesson, I really stalked, you know, like quietly, you know, as slowly as I could get in there. And I get in there, I see her on point, her beeper's still going off, and she's looking out in front of me. She would be to my right. And I look, and I get about 15 to 20 yards in front of me, I see a grouse kind of sneaking under a log. And so I circle around to try to put the bird between me and, and Gracie. And I get about, I don't know, a quarter of the way there. And the bird flushes, but it flushes towards me and then up and to the left. And I had a good bead on it and put the bead right on, right under its neck and squeezed the trigger and it dropped. And Gracie went over and grabbed it and, you know, fetched it up for me and brought it back. And that was the first bird I had shot over, first grouse I had shot over her. Um... And she's now three three years and three months, so um, I'll take it. 
but the way she handled birds that day was was a pleasant surprise and i was really really excited about it it was a lot of fun and i'm really looking forward to getting getting out this weekend with some friends and their dogs and giving it heck again but it was it was great you know so anybody out there who's going through the trials and tribulations of a young dog trust in your training trust those who are helping you out and everything's going to be fine if you remember previous uh, podcasts i'd mentioned training wasn't going well sometimes you bump birds you know <clears throat> but what i ended up doing was i took her off all of planted birds and all of the spring and then the end of the summer all i ran her on was woodcock i didn't run her on anything else maybe she had two planted birds since um, april and i think she was just getting too used to getting to being able to get too close to planted birds without them flushing Woodcock, I think, was the best thing I could have done for her. So if you're out there, I understand you know, those who, who uh, trial or test their dogs, you've got to train them on planted birds, and that's com- completely fine by me. But for those of you know, out there like me who, you know, Gracie's half wine, half short hair, so there's not much I can do with her except Hunter, which is my whole reason for getting her. She's turned out to be a great dog. You know, her temperament, her... Um, you know, her obedience, her, and you know now her her hunting skills have just greatly improved. So, if you're discouraged by your pup's progress, hang in there. Get that bird on, or get that dog on wild birds, and and I think it'll come around. I know, really, I think that's what what really helped Gracie out was those woodcock we got her into this spring and and the end of the summer. So. That's that. Um, but so far this year, I've had 17 flushes in uh, what have I hunted? six and a half hours. And uh, that brings my flush rate to 2.6 flushes per hour so far. And uh, I'll be out <coughs> this Saturday predominantly for woodcock. We may run into a grouse, but it's I'm not going to log it as grouse hours because I don't expect any. If we do, that's a happy plus. But most of the spots we're going to hit this weekend are, are strictly woodcock. So hopefully we can get our woodcock flush rate up to where it was last year. And then the following weekend I'll be up in Potter again chasing grouse. So hopefully our luck will continue. I'm confident in Gracie and her confidence is definitely boosted because her range has extended out to 75 to 100 yards, which for her is that's running big. Because normally she's a 25 to 50 yard dog. So, But having said that, moving on to my next... Uh, <laughs> topic is uh i wanted to touch on the woodcock flights i was out this evening here in montgomery county and no birds yet i didn't expect to find any but you know it was such a nice evening you know and high was 50 and there was a northwest wind you know i couldn't help but go out and maybe luck out with a bird or two but nothing yet but i'm not discouraged because it is early robins were in here thick yesterday when i say thick i mean you know hundreds of them and from what i've heard uh, usually the woodcock are about a week behind the robin, so hopefully that's a sign of good things to come for all you woodcock hunters out there. Um, one other thing I wanted to touch on was, <laughs> I don't know if anybody read it, but the USP, <laughs> my buddies, have uh, sent a proposal to the Game Commission, and it's for a license increase, and you know, it's 
There's some good, some bad. You know, it is what it is. But the one thing that caught me is they want a bounty placed on all coyotes, wolf hybrids, and mountain lions. Now, without getting into too many details, I have yet to hear anybody who's actually killed a mountain lion in PA. Are they here? I'm sure they are, and I'm sure they're domestic releases, your captive releases. I don't think there there there's a wild breeding population. If there is a breeding population, it's it's captives. But you know, people couldn't take care of their pet anymore, so they let it go. It, it happens. Um, but they want a bounty on on mountain lions, wolf hybrids. Which I believe you know they're talking about the wolf coyote. You know, su- suggested hybrid and coyotes. I can't see a bounty happening. You know, the game commission's already strapped. Who's going to pay for this bounty? Um, I, you know, I think that's a stupid proposal. A, because we're not even, nobody's ever killed a mountain lion in PA, you know, in recent years. People said they've seen them. Like, for instance, let me mention this. There was somebody up in Tioga County who said they saw a, a mountain lion attack a buck you know, as it, you know, near Pine Creek. So, um, I believe it was one one worker for the uh, Tioga State Forest, and I believe the other was a land manager. I'm I, I'm sorry, bear with me. But anyway, the story goes that they saw this this cat attack this deer. They went back, they found the deer, and after some research, they they were able to match the bite marks on the de- on the deer to a 32 pound bobcat. You know, they said that the bite marks matched perfectly. Now, these guys, you know, they're, you know, state employees, um, you know, spend their time in Tioga State Forest in that area. So, if they were fooled by a bobcat that they th- thought might be a mountain lion, what do you think the other people out here that are reporting all these mountain lions are? Are they seeing bobcats? I'm going to say 75% of them definitely are. Maybe some people are seeing mountain lions. Maybe they aren't, you know. Who am I to say that they're not? But where are the the dead ones? You know, people are afraid to shoot them. Eh, you know, I, I don't know. Are they afraid they're going to get in trouble? You know, who knows. But we've yet to find a dead one. We've yet to see one hit by a car. So if they're here, they're definitely not that high of numbers where they're going to be doing that much damage to the deer population. So take that for what it's worth, but that's my opinion. And I offer it to anybody who wants to listen. <laughs> so with that, we're at the 15-minute mark here. And I just want to say, everybody, that fall is in full swing. Most hunting seasons are open. We've got archery. We've had the uh, muzzleloader for, for antlerless deer. We've had grouse, woodcock, rabbit, pheasant now open, squirrels. So a lot of people in the woods, just be mindful of other hunters are out there. Uh, Hopefully everybody's wearing their orange, but careful of your shot. Make sure you know what you're shooting at and beyond. And just, uh, you know, enjoy yourself. But at the same time, you know, let's try to keep the safety record that we really have as Pennsylvania hunters going. Let's keep it, you know, one of the safest Uh, outdoor activities in PA so 
just a friendly reminder. I know everybody out there is always safety first, and I commend you for that, but it can never hurt to refresh memories, especially me. You know, I always have to remind myself, too, sometimes that safety before the excitement of the point or the bird flesh. And well, wish everybody the best of luck. Enjoy yourself. I'm going to try to get another one up here in a couple of weeks. I got uh, I mentioned way back that I've got a video cast edited. I just got some small things to do with it yet, and I'm going to try to get that up. Um, I, depending on how things go, if some of my interviewees, um, you know, we can schedule them. I, I'm going to try to push that. You can hear Gracie's in here. I'm going to try to push that video cast closer to deer season because it is an opening day rifle hunt uh, from Potter County, which I think everybody would enjoy. So with that, be safe, be careful, enjoy yourselves, and have a good one. This week's episode of Creekside Outdoors has been brought to you by HuntingPA.com, Pennsylvania's premier outdoor website. For all things hunting and outdoors in Pennsylvania, visit HuntingPA.com.